The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We were there. We were literally on the ground, standing there watching Liz Truss walk out the front door, that famous black front door of number 10. Downing Street, named for an Irishman, George Downing, and delivering her resignation speech. Take a little listen. We set out a vision for a low-tax, high-growth economy that would take advantage of the freedoms of Brexit. I recognise, though, given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. This morning I met the chairman of the 1922 committee, Sir Graham Brady. We've agreed that there will be a leadership election to be completed within the next week. Yes, much like her reign, her speech was short and sweet. And now the attention turns as to who should take over. Like I say, we were there. We were at number 10 Downing Street watching that resignation speech. There was a cheer of approval once she announced that she was stepping down. Now, that was partly because, along with the media, it was mostly protesters there. People protesting the Tory party People protesting Brexit, people protesting against Remainers, people protesting against the Ayatollah, people protesting against the burning of fossil fuels, you name it, they were protesting, but to a man and woman, they were happy with Liz Truss's resignation. Certainly it appeared to us. But what of Joe and Josephine Public here on the streets of London? Well, we tipped down the road, down towards Westminster, Big Ben, you name it, and we spoke to people and we got a sense of what they were thinking, what they thought of Liz Truss's resignation. I thought it was only a matter of time, to be honest. I didn't think she was going to last uh, till Christmas anyway, but I didn't think she was going to go this week, uh, if I'm honest. Uh, I think that Liz Truss got voted in on a mandate about 70,000 right-wing Tories, and I think she forgot that she's got a, 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 a nation of 70 million people to try to, uh, to govern, and I think she tried to serve a small minority, and that's the result of it. It's the Tories ruling for... The Tories. So you're telling me you're here from Canada. Yes. Um, you're, Liz Truss has just resigned as Prime Minister. Yeah, I saw that. I caught a picture of it. It's a bit small. Have you been following the, 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 the news here while you've been here? A little bit. Not, yeah. not, a, not a huge amount. But I don't... I mean, she had a huge majority and she campaigned on what she did, didn't she? So yeah. it's hard to figure out. But, you know, the financial markets reacted and she pissed a lot of people off. And she's gone. She couldn't survive. She she U-turned on everything that she was saying to become Prime Minister. So for the new Chancellor just to rip up everything that she did, she she couldn't survive. It was just it was just a matter of when. And I didn't think that she'd last to the end of the week, and she hasn't. Rishi should come in. However, would he want to sully his name by coming into this situation? So I think really uh, a general election, but the Tories won't want, to put, won't want to have a general election because they won't want to give up power. But if they cared about the country as much as they said they do, then they'd, uh, they'd go for a general election. Uh, where are you from? Austria. Oh, have you been following the news? Like, you know, Liz Truss is gone as Prime Minister. I did not know. I did not. <laughs> are you living here? I am, just, just for three weeks now. Okay. I just moved here. Okay. Do you, do you, have you a view on Liz Truss as Prime Minister? Um... I have a view on conservatives in general. <laughs> okay, well, what is that view? That in general we need alternatives instead of conservating what has already been done because as we've seen in the past, it's not been working very well. 
Okay. So it's time to maybe change the status quo, upend it a bit? Definitely, I think so. I think it's high time we do. Do you have any sympathy for her at all? No. So who would you like to see as Prime Minister? Can I say Keir Starmer? Of course you can. Then Keir Starmer. <laughs> Why? Why do you think he'd be so much better than poor old Liz? The Conservatives aren't having a good time at the moment. It's It's been a mess. Not just with Liz Truss, but with Boris Johnson as well. Well... That was the views of Joe Public, Joe and Josephine Public uh, on the streets down around Parliament Street, uh, to be precise, between Downing Street and uh, Westminster in and around the Cenotaph. That's what they had to say. Uh, Rishi Sunak's name, of course, has been mentioned. Penny Morden's name, Brandon Lewis, has been talked about. Uh, mentioned in the last few minutes of Michael Fabricant, if you can believe it. But this man, above everybody else, is getting talked about. Fully determined at last to take advantage of Brexit, because that is the course on which this country is now set. With high hearts and growing confidence, we will now accelerate the work of getting ready. And the ports will be ready, and the banks will be ready, the factories will be ready, and business will be ready, and the hospitals will be ready, and our amazing food. Hands up anyone who's been to Peppa Pig World. Not enough. I was, well, it's, it's I was a bit hazy what I would find at Peppa Pig World, uh, but I loved it. Peppa Pig World is, is very much my kind of place. Sorry. And I'm sorry for the things we simply didn't get right, and also sorry for the way that this matter has been handled. Mr Speaker, uh, I want to thank everybody here, and hasta la vista, baby. Thank you. Yes, Boris Johnson is former cabinet colleague Nadine Dorries in the last few minutes. One person was elected by the British public with a manifesto and a mandate until January 2025. If Liz Truss is no longer PM, there can be no coronation of previously failed candidates. MPs must demand the return of Boris Johnson. Matthew Paris is a former Conservative Party MP and he is with me. Matthew, is it going to be a coronation, but a coronation not of a failed candidate, rather of the man who led the party to victory? If I had to guess, I would say it will be a contest between Rishi Sunak and Boris Johnson. And uh, Boris Johnson, the the, the whole idea is absolutely ludicrous. I'm I'm not saying that uh, his his colleagues or the party may not favour him, but when he fell from government, he had an approval rating, a public approval rating, of minus 53. Uh, he is now facing a Commons Privileges uh, Committee uh, investigation and judgment, which could cause him to have to fight his seat again, which he would lose. The, <laughs> members of Parliament will remember what they thought about him when nearly 50 ministers uh, resigned all at once, and I doubt they will have changed their minds. I certainly hope so. So do, do, you, do, do, do you suspect, because we're still a little unsure as to how this leadership contest might take place. Let's talk about MPs whittling it down to two and then there being an online vote of members or maybe they will just go ahead, MPs, and elect uh, a, a caretaker leader that members will then approve by postal ballot. Like, have you any insight into how it might work? No, no insight at all. I simply noticed that they have said consultation. They haven't said there will be a, a, another nationwide hustings and, and vote, as, uh, as there was last time. I don't quite know what the word consultation means. I'm sure they don't want a, a, another big hustings uh, re- across the nation. And I, I think some idea of yet another prime minister, as a sort of uh, caretaker prime minister, followed by 
a further contest to get the final prime minister. That's just too complicated. Ideally, what would happen would be that uh, someone emerges early as the front runner amongst MPs and the others decide to stand aside so that there is no contest at all. Uh, and who who do you suspect or what issues do you suspect those MPs will weigh up in their minds if they are looking at Boris versus Rishi? Well, if they're looking at Boris versus Rishi, Rishi's advantage uh, is, is that he, he's, he's grown up, he can add up, he correctly predicted everything that has happened under Liz Truss's economic management. And at a time of economic crisis, he looks like the, the, the safest, uh, most, most, most adult pair of hands to, to, to take us through it. Um, Boris, on the other hand, his great appeal, or he, his, his supporters think his great appeal, is that he communicates wonderfully with the public. But as I say, one mustn't forget that his approval ratings were minus mm. 53 when he fell. There is a, a kind of a purely democratic argument to be made in favour of Boris Johnson, isn't there? It's that, you know, he actually was elected as Prime Minister. Yes, he was, and that he wasn't any good. And everyone could see he wasn't any good. His colleagues <laughs> could see he wasn't any good. And I think if you, if you believe in the national interest, there comes a point when you, you say that um, we made a mistake, we got the wrong person. A, a word, I suppose, a, a word on the woman of the day, uh, Matthew, uh, Liz Truss. I mean, is, is, there, is there anything positive to be said for her 45-day legacy? I don't think there's anything positive to be said at all, except that she should have gone faster. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm surprised she lasted as long as she did. You can't help but feel human sympathy for someone whose whole life's mm. work and ambitions have come crashing down. But she showed no sympathy at all to people whom she didn't think were her supporters. So I, I'm afraid she'll probably get the same response now. Uh, Lauren McEvitt is with us as well, Matthew. She's a former Conservative government special advisor. Uh, Lauren, what do you think are the issues that will weigh on the minds of not party members necessarily, but members of Parliament, Conservative members of Parliament, when they weigh up who will be the next Prime Minister and leader of the Tories? Well, I very much hope that what is going to weigh in their minds is not just the incredible financial situation that the country finds itself in and the very difficult winter that, that we're facing and that many people in the country are facing. Um, but I also hope that they weigh up that reappointing a man with the personal integrity of a blancmange is probably not the solution to the Conservative Party's current problems. And I really very much hope that the Parliamentary Party do not take seriously the possibility of a return for Boris Johnson uh, to the front foot um, of, of British politics. And I hope very much that the final two will be Rishi Sunak and Penny Mordaunt. Um, I, be- I backed Rishi Sunak in the in the first challenge, and I think that he would be um, uh, he'd be a very good uh, candidate to be prime minister. Um, unlike uh, 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 many commentators who are not from the Conservative Party and the things that they have said recently. We in the Conservative Party, we have leaders who must command the respect of the majority of their parliamentary colleagues. And we have a system in the United Kingdom which does not elect a president. So Nadine Dorries saying that only one man has a mandate is not true. It is not correct. A party has a mandate in this country, Mm. not a man. And we as Conservatives 
should trust the parliamentarians that we have sent to Westminster to make this decision well. Um, and I fully hope that the consultative process that they're talking about with the Conservative members will not distract from the point of what we need to do now, which is elect somebody who can lead the country without I, being put up against yeah. a lettuce uh, on the Daily Star live cam at any point <laughs> in the next six months. Yeah, I said lettuce, I think, was then crowned at one point uh, this afternoon after the resignation speech. The lettuce was uh, the high point, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, a, a, a lettuce slowly rotting on television when compared to your premiership. If, if that's the high point, I mean, I think people would have to agree with Matthew that there's not, not an awful lot of positive things we can say. But, uh, Lauren, I know we're talking about kind of polling figures and how, how poorly Boris was represented in those polling figures before he stepped aside. I, I want to put other more recent figures to you. This from only about a couple of weeks ago. 60%, almost 60% of Conservative voters, people who voted Conservative in 2019, rather, uh, said they think Boris Johnson was actually wrong to resign as Prime Minister. He did it too quickly. I mean, might that weigh on the minds of the party? They might think, you know what? Maybe he was unpopular when he stepped aside, but that's when we were really up to our necks in party gate and people have moved on. He's a proven winner. He's done it before. He can do it again. I think that when you poll Conservative voters in the middle of a bin fire crisis, they're going to hark back to anybody who hadn't accidentally set the house on fire while being in it, which is basically the metaphorical, basically what Liz Truss has done while being in number 10. Um, and so I think very naturally they're going to hark back to almost anybody who was, who was in their view, even moderately better. Miss Truss has been a complete disaster almost from start to finish. The only thing that she did well was not throwing up on herself while she read at the Queen's funeral. And everything was downhill after that. So I don't believe that you can poll on this in a, in a, in an adequately neutral fashion. Um, mm. And I think that we need some fresh leadership. Um, and I think that the, the struggles facing the country um, and the struggles facing my party um, require fresh leadership. And I very much hope that that fresh leadership is Rishi Sunak. Uh, unsurprisingly, uh, uh, other parties in Westminster have uh, come straight out calling for a general election. Is, is there any way this spins out or plays out over the next few days and few weeks that ultimately brings us to that point, a general election, or is the kind of majority that the Conservatives enjoy so robust that that's very unlikely? I think it's very unlikely. Constitutionally, in this country, it is not uh, a, a, a natural response within the Constitution to have um, a general election when there's a change in leader in the governing party, and that's because we do not elect presidents in this country. Every Everybody who goes to the polls votes for a local MP. The largest party formed of the most number of MPs has a leader. That leader becomes the prime minister. Um, so as long as a leader can uh, can be supported by the majority of the MPs in his own party, um, according to the 1922 rules, uh, then we do not need a general election, in my opinion. I would remind you that Gordon Brown did not uh, go for one um, when he was uh, replacing Tony Blair. Um, we don't have the kind of system of government that requires one. Um, we also have elections coming up in May next year anyway that are going to be quite difficult for the Conservative Party. Um, I don't uh, believe that this is, this is something that can be accidentally stumbled into. Yeah, 
I know I think Charles I and Charles II both uh, unilaterally dissolved Parliament. I don't see Charles III uh, following in their footsteps. Anyway, listen, we thank you both uh, for joining us. Lauren McEvitt is a former Conservative Government Special Advisor. Matthew Paris, of course, former Conservative MP. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.